0: it's always the the backup quarterback is the most popular player on the roster until he gets in there and you realize oh oh he's he's not Kyle Allen he's not Tom Brady like
1: did you did you then, just did you do that intentionally to upset me i did <laughs> i hate you <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god uh.
0: I mean just what, what backup quarterbacks get firing get, get firing in the noggin when you think of them you know
1: oh sure yeah the, the all the great <laughs> the greats yep That's the, those are the ones yeah Welcome to an ACC podcast. I'm Lauren Brownlow. I'm joined this week by Connor O'Neill from the Winston-Salem Journal, who covers Wake Forest. My first Wake Forest guest. Um, so, Wake people can't say I disrespect the Deeks. Not that you say that, but you know. Hi, Connor.
0: <laughs> hey, Lauren. <laughs> wake, Wake fans are used to saying that they get disrespected. So,
1: <laughs> they're not entirely wrong. No, to no, be fair. not
0: not always. Yeah, I mean. It happens.
1: Uh, Connor's an AP voter as well, so we'll we'll we won't do like we won't get so in the weeds of, as like Norm Wood and I did when when Norm came on and we ended up like talking about our whole voting strategy and whatnot. But we'll probably chat about some of that stuff as as we go on. But uh, week eight in the ACC was uh, predictably wild, and I guess it started with Friday night football, Pittsburgh and Syracuse, and Pittsburgh's games are starting to play out kind of the same way. North Carolina's games have played out most of the season in that they have like a similar script that they follow where like Pittsburgh gets a big lead and then Pittsburgh threatens to surrender big lead, but does not.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. I know Kenny Pickett is better than he was last year. I don't know really how they're scoring points <laughs> so much. Uh, my One of my favorite stats from last year was that he... Threw for more than 200 yards in one game, and that was a 300-plus yard game against Wake Forest. Every other game was under 200, and they played 14. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> and, and, and the you know they they don't have some of those running backs that we're used to seeing them have in years past either. So their offense is uh, is their their offense is challenged. It's challenged.
0: Yeah, and and then you just turn to. What happened to that Syracuse defense? I thought Syracuse's defense was going to be the strength of their of their team coming into the year, and that couldn't be further from the truth.
1: Yeah, it's. It, I think their offense puts them in bad spots a lot, which I think that's a, that's a theme throughout this league. Really, is is bad offensive play putting defenses in in worse positions? But I just. Yeah, the defense isn't quite the lo- the defensive line is good, but but everybody else in that defense is not great, and then the offense is just nothing like the offense we've seen in the last couple of years under Dino Babers. They they lo- they have like a historically bad offensive line right now.
0: Yeah, and it's uh, I, I've kind of I've I've enjoyed making jokes about how uh, underappreciated Eric Dungy was by your regular ACC fan compared to how appreciated he was by the ACC media. Love him. But good Lord, he was so good and didn't get nearly enough praise for what he was to that team the last two years.
1: No, you're right about that. And it's, it's, and he could run away from being sacked. I mean, like that's helpful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Tommy DeVito, not so much. And it's a problem. No. Oh,
0: uh, no, and, and when you uh, that pit team, uh, they they do a really good job most of the time of towing that line between dirty and really really aggressive, and occasionally they cross it, but most of the time they they tow it pretty well. So you're looking at any quarterback that plays against them is going to take some hits that are kind of just borderline. And that's (laughs) going to that's going to rough him up a little bit.
1: Pitt is like your like really drunk friend who like when you go out with him, you know that you can't go to certain places because like he wants to fight. Um, (laughs) And so you're like, okay, we have to control for him, like wanting to fight a bunch of dudes. So we have to be in a situation where like we're at home or like we don't. It, yeah, I feel like that's what pit football is. Like you you think that you never know when they're going to try to fight someone for no reason.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're just it's it's going to dawn on them at some point that like hey man, that that dude over the over there in the corner, he just gave me a bad look. Like we should go fight him <laughs> in his boys. That,
1: that was like Maurice French during the entire Duke game where I was like, is this guy okay? Like what's <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with him but yeah it was just it was that and then, and like, and then
0: by the end of that game everybody <laughs> wanted to fight somebody yes
1: it was amazing i actually wanted to fight everyone because the game was <laughs> the game was exceedingly dumb i i mean i i'm never you will never hear me say anyone is a coastal favorite and i'm not going to say that now like people keep saying that like oh you win this game you're a coastal favorite i'm like there's no such thing right now there's just not um I don't trust any of these teams, least of them Pitt. But, I mean, I guess they've got as good as chances as any. I don't know. Sure.
0: Yeah. I <laughs> mean, we we might end up going back to the, was it August 31st? the That opener with Virginia. If they wind up tied, then that game and at the end of August, the first freaking game of the year is going to be the tiebreaker between those two.
1: Yeah, it's cra- I mean, that's kind of crazy when you think about it, you're right. But it, it, in that way, I guess I'd go with Virginia as the favorite. But again, Virginia and Virginia Tech still have to play. So Lord help us all. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry, Virginia fans. I know that you get mad at me. Um, but you also know that I'm right. And that's why it hurts you. I understand. Um <laughs> So, yeah, Clemson, Louisville. Speaking of AP Top 25 voters, Connor and I are two of only nine people that have kept Clemson in the top spot in the AP poll. Um, for the record, and I think Connor agrees with me on this, I don't – if you put any of those four teams that got number one votes in the top spot, I got no beef with you. Um, cool. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it to me, it all comes down to, like, are you going to get mad at Clemson for – being in the ACC when the ACC is not as strong as it has been in years past? Or are you going to get mad because Trevor Lawrence throws interceptions at a higher rate than he did last year? Yeah. Deshaun I- De- De- I- just...
1: Watson waves. you know, like This is something that Clemson quarterbacks have been known to do. Trevor just sort of broke the mold a little bit last year in that way and that he didn't do that. But this isn't entirely out of character for Clemson quarterbacks even in championship seasons either.
0: No, no. And uh, look, their their offense is not the, you know, 60-point a game juggernaut that we thought it would be with a bunch of NFL first-rounders running around out there with a like four seniors and a junior on the offensive line type of thing, yeah. but their defense is so much better than what we thought it would be. Their their defense is is ridiculously talented and Brent Venables is making every penny of his 2 million plus salary. Isaiah Simmons is playing like the defensive player of the year in the ACC. I mean, it's just their defense is so much better than what we thought, and that doesn't get talked about nearly enough. Uh, I watched that Louisville team score a special teams (laughs) aided 62 points last week, (laughs) but that Louisville team also, those three receivers, Des Fitzpatrick, Seth Dawkins, and Tutu Atwell they're starting for just about anybody in the conference other than probably Clemson and wake.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, and, and, Clemson just shut them down, and I'm with you. I've I've been really really impressed by Clemson's defense, and it, it, you're right. It's not talked about enough, and I I don't really understand it, but I get it. You, at a certain point, you just start to nitpick. The frustration that I have is that I feel like Alabama does not get that same level of nitpicking, except for from its own coach and and their own you know their own program. <laughs> they nitpick themselves plenty, but we we give them the benefit of the doubt that we don't give Clemson. I almost dropped Clemson after that North Carolina game as well. And then I, I sort of looked at the landscape and I looked at the way they were being talked about as if they weren't going to make the playoff and all this other stuff. And I'm just like, what are we talking about? You know, like everybody has games where they don't play quite as well as they wanted to play. And uh, it, it's not that, you know, it's not it doesn't have to be the end of the world. Why don't we give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt that we give somebody else? And I, I just... Yeah.
0: Uh, they're a last year. They're a what was it? Fourth and nine. They're a fourth and nine throw away from Chase Bryce from losing to Syracuse. And if they lose that game to Syracuse, then who knows if they're in the college football playoff?
1: Yeah, and, and that week in particular when they uh, when they almost lost to North Carolina, I almost bumped them down. But I, and I, I'm sure you're probably of a similar mindset. If I'm going to bump somebody down, I need to have somebody have done enough to bump their way up. Um, yeah. And so like, I wasn't just going to punt. And then I looked at who Alabama played and I'm just like, eh, I'm not, (laughs) their best win was Duke at that point. And I'm just like, no, that's not, (laughs) that's not good enough for me to bump, you know, bump them up to number one. Um, but again, if you have Ohio state or LSU, number one, I have no beef with that or Alabama too. I mean, that's fine. They, they're all really good and they've played really well and they're undefeated. So more power to you. I just, I, I still think Clemson is holding on to that top spot for me until somebody knocks them off it.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's the way I feel. Uh, I did also really, really look closely at at bumping them off after the North Carolina game, but then I also look at it as that North Carolina team is probably a bowl team. It's on the road. It's more of a fired up atmosphere than Carolina usually gets. It's it's a. That's I didn't take that to mean that the sky is falling for Clemson for only winning that game because of a failed two point conversion.
1: Yeah, and for me, when I watched that game, it felt like a lot more self inflicted stuff for Clemson than like them getting pushed around on the lines of scrimmage or something like that. Like if it had played out that way, yeah, yeah, you know, then you're concerned. Yeah. But it just a lot of false starts, a lot of mistakes, you know, a lot of throws missed uh, by Trevor Lawrence in that game. Although, God, the throws he makes, you it's there enough to make you forget about the throws he misses.
0: it's crazy to think about a right-handed quarterback is probably better moving to his left than he is to his right, but that's exactly what he is. It's,
1: he's unreal. Yeah. He's, he, he, he can make you have amnesia for like how he can miss some throws that you're like, what are you doing? And then he'll make one or two that you're just like, good Lord. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Clemson takes care of business and, and ends up winning by a ton of points. Still props to Scott Satterfield for what they're doing. And, um they're gonna continue to be a pain in the butt for whoever has to play them um, moving forward Louisville um, as as you as you saw in that shoot offensive shootout the week before with Wake Forest.
0: Yeah, I mean the the Virginia game coming up this week that's a
1: Ooh. that's a great
0: matchup. I can't wait to see that. Uh, and I get to watch it because wakes off.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. get right time for Jamie Newman. Um, potentially. We'll get to wake though in, in a little bit. Yeah. Um, oh, NC State. Oh God. Oh, I had I had Stephen Muma from backing the pack on with me on when and um, I warned him about this and he should have known better. He's he said the sentence out loud. You know, I have I think I have some good reasons to feel pretty optimistic about NC State. And I'm like, oh, dude, don't ever say that. I agreed with him, but I was like, you can't say those things out loud.
0: Yeah, that's that doesn't go. That doesn't rhyme with the law of the wolf.
1: No, no. And boy, Did it not? Oh, State. That game was 45-24 Boston College. Um, What was it?
0: 429 rushing yards from BC?
1: Uh Uh-huh. It's 29 more than NC State had allowed all year to that point. Uh, They'd allowed 400. (sighs) Yep. Um, And look, A.J. Dillon's great. Um, And I'm not going to put this too much on NC State's defense. I'm going to try not to anyways. You can't allow 429 yards and expect me to not put some of it on you. Um, no, James Smith Williams hurts a lot. Um, when he's been in there, they've been a be- much better defense, and when he's been hurt, they have not. Um, yeah, it, you know, you don't want to put it all on one person, but it, he certainly has helped a lot. But it's like that's the offense was never putting them in a very good position, though, because they just couldn't no. hang on to the ball.
0: And it honestly, it reminds me a little bit of of like what Wake would do last year, where they come out and the defense looks okay to start the game, maybe gives up an early touchdown. And then by the time the, even the second quarter rolls around, they've been on the field for 20, 25, 30 plays already. And it just, they, their, their stamina is just zapped because they get put in bad spots. They get put up against the wall and they just get worn down so quickly. And I think that's probably what happened. I think I I was able to watch some of this game and uh I mean you can't ask a defense to to try to tackle AJ Dillon and David Bailey 50 times and not expect them to get worn down a bit. I mean, David Bailey is AJ Dillon light as far as I'm concerned. I think he's an inch shorter and maybe 10
1: About pounds. Wait, yeah.
0: Ten pounds lighter, I think. I mean, it's it's ridiculous to watch those two guys, and they sub them out pretty liberally. Like it's it's an AJ Dillon you know, fifteen to twenty yard bruising run, and they'll bring him to the sideline and put Bailey in, and yep. the only the only difference you can tell is the is the six behind Bailey's two and his jersey number. It's it's just that simple. And
1: my concern for state, uh, obviously, the defense is a concern, but they had 56 rushing yards against a very bad Boston college defense. Like I know that basically any defense is going to load up against the run for NC state and make whoever the quarterback is beat you. Right. We understand that, but I yeah. mean, wasn't state doing the same thing defensively. I mean, I know AJ Dillon is AJ Dillon, but still like, wh- I, I, you know, I, I can't, I can't wrap my mind around the fact that you only get 56 rushing yards against that team. It's just not, and they haven't been able to run the ball all year.
0: No, no. Um, I mean it's it's not a good NC. It's not a good NC State team. I, we just, just not, yeah. You know that's that's one of those preseason predictions I'm clinging to for hey, I I hit on something. I had them sixth in the uh, Atlantic. I had Louisville seventh, so obviously <laughs> you can only one step forward, one step backward. with Those preseason predictions, but, but yeah, I just, I mean. You don't know what you're getting out of whoever plays quarterback. Really, I guess Devin Leary looked good enough to where he's going to start. I'm not sure if they have a game this week or if they're off before they come to Winston. They're off. Yeah. Okay. So you know, I two weeks to figure out your quarterback situation, and I would assume it's Devin Leary at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of have. It kind of has to be. I. I have been like the biggest Dave Doran defender on this whole thing because I understand what he was trying to do with the McKay thing because of the way he probably saw his own team and what who and what that team is. Um, Mm. You know, so I kind of, I do understand it. And I also am one of those people that I, I do believe there's stuff we don't see. You know, like intangible type stuff that coaches see that we don't and that matters in a big picture sense in terms of, Who's your guy? You know, does does that make sense? You know, and so, yeah, I I don't. That's not to say Devin Leary's a bad kid or Bailey Hawkman is. I'm not saying that at all. I don't think so. I know he spoke real highly of Matt McKay, though. All of his teammates always have as well. So I understand why they tried to make that work a while. Uh, The Bailey Hawkman thing, though, I was never. uh, That ain't it for sure. So now, (laughs) (laughs) like that dude just, uh, you know, he had zero. He has like zero concept of ball security. So. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the Devin Leary show, and look, I mean, we're gonna find out. It's it's not like Dave Dave Dorn was high was like hiding Tom Brady on the bench, okay? Like that's all I'm trying to say, people. Like, let's not put too much of your hopes and dreams for this offense on Devin Leary. It's just
0: oh, yeah, it's, it's always the the backup quarterback is the most popular player on the roster until he gets in there and you realize, oh, oh, he's he's not Kyle Allen, he's not Tom Brady. Like,
1: did you, did you just, then, did you do that intentionally to upset me? I did. <laughs> I hate you.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh. I mean, just what, what backup quarterbacks get firing, get, get firing in the noggin when you think of them, you know?
1: Oh, sure. Yeah. The, the, all the great, <laughs> the greats. Yep. That's the, those are the ones. Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater, the future of the New Orleans Saints. Can't bring back Drew, long, so They're not. winning. You know, you just can't, can't do it. Um, I think
0: I I saw Joe earlier say that he, I assume that New Orleans sports talk radio is inundated with, you know, they should trade Drew Brees now.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. They just look better. They look better with Teddy at quarterback. Now, to be fair, I ride hard for Teddy Bridgewater and this has been, and I hate the saints. So this has been very difficult for me. like it's it's very difficult for me to watch them play well with him at quarterback and not be at least like a little happy to see him doing well um it's just very hard for me and then it's also very hard for me to see the takes around my own team and the quarterback situation but that's fine but yeah no you're right about devin leary it's uh, he's always the most popular guy we'll we'll see how it works that that state o-line though is a hot mess like what do you want i you know
0: yeah and and you don't you know, you don't lose the Remington Award winner and get better at center. No. And, you know, that's something I've I dealt with with Wake fans where Wake fans are getting all excited about their offensive line and just think it's a foregone conclusion. And it's like, you don't lose two four-year starters or three three four four-year starters basically with, with Phil Haynes at left guard, Ryan Anderson at center, and Pat Hayes at right guard. And you don't magically get better with kids coming in to replace them,
1: yeah, th- there are certain programs that can do that like a Clemson or an Alabama or whatever and I, but I'm with you and I think you were right about state and I was not. I thought that they have been recruiting well and and I think they generally develop guys pretty well and I still think that's true, but and I thought this was a down year in the league. so for me, I, I looked at those two things and said, well, you know what I know they lost a lot, but they should they should still be right there and and but I think you're right. I think especially offensively they've just lost too much
0: yeah. Yeah, you know, Jacoby Myers is catching passes for the Patriots. Calvin Harmon was an eleven hundred yard receiver last year, yep. I think.
1: Brian Finley.
0: <laughs> you had a thousand yard running back. You had Ryan Finley. You had Eli Drinkwitz, who's undefeated up the mountain now. And,
1: yep. Now you got co offensive coordinators, and you've got two of your most veteran skill position guys out in Ricky Person and then C J. Riley. So yeah. it, you know, you you just can't afford to take hits like that, and that's what's been happening. So. We'll see for state. They'll get an off week to probably do some self scouting and figure some things out. And I, I'm, I'm I'm definitely intrigued to see that Wake game in a few weeks and see how they look. Um,
0: yeah, they'll they'll see if they can pay back the favor of of ruining a special season. I mean, that's the that's the symmetry and the poetry right now. Is
1: yeah, it's usually Wake, Wake ruining their season. This, yeah,
0: Wake has this potential double digit win season out there for them, and NC State can come to town and had that basically ruined by a Wake loss the last two years uh, to, a, to a less talented Wake team. And, you know, there's there's probably some payback in that. I don't know how much the players pay attention to that or if it's just this team beat us the last two years and we think that we're more talented than them. I'm not sure they're thinking about, like, this is the team that kept us from winning 10 games. But
1: <laughs> We're going to get to Wake soon, and I, am, I have several questions about them. But I have even more questions about Georgia Tech and Miami. Um, oh. I get a text from a mutual friend, Caroline Darny, and she says she's like, "Where was this defense last week, Miami?" And I'm like, "What is she talking about?" And then I switch over and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Um, and I pull up the stat broadcast because I was in the office on Saturday too, and I made sure it was on one of our televisions as well, because I'm like, "Wait, how is this happening?" And I thought, yeah,
0: they, I told, I told, tackle.
1: Yeah, and I told Caroline, I was like, well, one of the one of the touchdowns was on a fake punt, and she's like, no, they're gashing their defense, and I looked at the yards per play, and sure enough, Miami at 5.7, Georgia Tech finishes at 5.4. You cannot let a Georgia Tech offense put up that on you. I'm sorry, unless it's in garbage time. You can't.
0: Yeah. Oh. <sighs> and, I, and this is where, I, you know, I haven't seen all that much of Miami this year, but I know that their defense has been good. And this is what we talked about on Twitter. Like they had been good at times, but when I actually was watching on Saturday, their defense looked terrible. Just,
1: yeah. I defended them a lot about the, against like the Virginia tech game, because that was a game where their offense legit put them in terrible positions over and over again with turnovers. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, that was, that was what that was. So I honestly saw the point total and assumed it was more of the same. It wasn't. Yeah. <sighs> Like, Georgia Tech ran more plays than them. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Like, uh, I, I don't know. Like, okay, Miami was three of seven in the red zone. Gross. Yeah. Ugh. Georgia I Tech don't... was O of one in the red zone. <laughs> oh,
0: hey, Miami, uh, Miami would get that Randy Edsel bonus for red zone efficiency. Oh. <laughs>
1: I love those bonuses, by the way. We were we were talking about that on Friday. Just like some of I, I like what bonus could you possibly concoct? Yeah. Like the dumbest what? bonus from a game like this would definitely be that red zone efficiency. They didn't score in the red zone. Great yeah. job, Canes.
0: Forty three percent scoring in the red zone gets you a two thousand dollar check. That's Dan, awesome.
1: That, that, yeah, Dan Enos gets a gets <laughs> gets like three grand <laughs> for the three red zone scores. Never mind the seven yeah. chances. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> And Kosey Perry was fine, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. They've got a mess at quarterback too. That's a that's a that's a pretty common theme in the league this year, frankly. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com
0: Yeah, you're, you know, unless you have awake quarterback Sam Howell, Bryce yep. Perkins, as long as he's upright. Oh God! Uh, and Trevor, I mean, I don't know where else you go. I, we already talked about Kenny Pickett. Um, I don't know what to make of Quentin Harris. He shows up one week and doesn't the next.
1: Yeah, I think that's somewhat dependent on the quality of defense he's seeing. Honestly, that's been a pretty that's been the only consistent thing about Duke, really, is that if you if they're playing against a good defense, especially a good pass defense, he's going to struggle like Pitt's a good pass defense. Georgia Tech is, too. Um, And Mm. and he was very meh in that game against Georgia Tech. Um, Like he can struggle, but he just can't. We're already skipping ahead. It's fine. We can skip ahead. He like because I don't I don't really know what else to say about the Georgia Tech Miami game besides like, ooh. Um, and no, I mean, just yeah.
0: you know, i I cracked up a couple times in the fourth quarter with uh, I didn't feel good about it, but with the bubble backs of field goal attempts, those is were He, okay? entertaining.
1: he I was don't know good yeah, what happened to him? Like this is a sports psychologist. like they should hire someone like to fix him.
0: yeah, uh, hashtag college kickers, i don't I don't feel good about saying that, but is, at some point, It's true.
1: But like he, I mean, he, this is an Aguayo situation. It's not, I don't understand. I mean, he's missing like 20 yarders. He did this in in the North Carolina game as well. How many games would they have won if he, if he like was making very makeable field goals?
0: Uh, They're, they're four and three at least off this week and then five and two with the Carolina game. Yeah. And five and two, Miami at three and one in the ACC, and we're calling them the favorites to win the
1: the coastal yeah. league.
0: They're the coastal, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and stop with the league. Come on, yeah. now. <laughs> the,
0: the, the non-Clemson league,
1: which, by the way, and I've I've been saying this, and it, everyone else is the coastal. It's just they should yeah. start calling everyone else that, and they should play for their own yeah. title. That'd be fun. Um,
0: I, I think people in Charlotte would get a lot more fun out of a game like that than a Clemson demolition of whoever lines up across from them.
1: Yeah, especially if it's North Carolina. By the way, and no offense, North Carolina people. I understand that you guys played them well once, but that's the reason that it wouldn't happen again.
0: Oh God, yeah, that uh, you know, it's it's kind of like the look
1: at look look at Syracuse this year. Look at the look at the revenge they enacted on poor Syracuse.
0: And it's kind of like the uh, the Coach K factor of if you play Duke close in the first matchup of the season, chances are you're going to get, get... Uh-huh. absolutely destroyed in the second one.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I'll go to Duke, Virginia first because it's a little less eventful and it does tie into what I was saying about Quentin Harris. And that's it's true. I mean, it, the biggest thing with Quentin, though, is that he can have a mech game like he did against Georgia Tech where he didn't play all that well, but he can't turn it over. Um, and he didn't turn it over against Georgia Tech. But he, yeah. he has turned it over a lot against everyone else. Like, just Duke had the same amount of turnovers, I believe the same amount in that game, as Virginia's opponents had all year combined. <laughs> and they had six, and Duke had six against Pitt and still almost overcame it to to win. But, like, I, I, look, easy for me to say, right? But ball security just has to be, Duke can't do that. Like, they cannot afford to do that with the roster that they have now. They cannot afford to just turn it over all willy-nilly. Um and it showed in that game. I mean, they Virginia just crammed it down their throat and that's another case by the way where Virginia or Duke's offense is continuously putting their defense in terrible positions too.
0: Yeah, I mean I made a I made the joke about Bryce Perkins being upright and we know that Virginia offensive line is not great, but right. if if you give a quarterback like Bryce Perkins, a short field, they're going to eventually take advantage of it. I mean, and I, I still, I I nudge Virginia back into my poll this week. I think they're still a good team. I think losing at Notre Dame and losing at Miami, uh, coming back to demolish Duke is is pretty impressive to me.
1: Yeah, I almost did, but then Miami did what they did. And I was like, well, Nope, I can't. Yeah, and this is this is one where even like the the final box score is a little misleading for Virginia Duke. The score is not, but I mean, Duke putting up 250 yards. I think uh, a lot of that, 88 of those came in garbage time. Um, you know, uh, that's just it was not. It was a very very bad offensive performance. Um, uh, Duke didn't even reach the red zone, by the way. So that's fun. Yikes! Yeah. So speaking of, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's ugly. It's just ugly. Um, there's no other way to put it. Five turnovers, you can't do that. Um, be interesting to see the game against North Carolina this weekend because, like you said, which team's going to show up? I don't know. Um, and, yeah, Virginia does look very good. I need I need to see a little, uh, if Virginia beats Louisville, I probably will nudge them back up in mine as well. But of the two lost teams I was looking at, that they just weren't quite it for me. But we'll see. Um, yeah. But yeah, only allowing uh two sacks is pretty good uh for Bryce Perkins. So, against Duke, Duke defense has been pretty good.
0: That's a that's a really good defensive front for Duke. They've
1: yeah.
0: they've quietly kind of surged up there in the in the front seven ranks of the ACC for the last year or two.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel badly for them because uh the numbers just don't reflect that they played pretty i mean 4.4 yards per play by virginia that's not amazing but you know <laughs> there's just only so much duke can duke's defense can do like you said when they're backed up against the wall um every two seconds but yeah. who knows maybe they'll show up against north carolina and play lights out and who knows which north carolina team will show up um north carolina virginia tech the game of the day oh i love this game so much i wanted to just wrap my arms around it um and i wanted it to go on forever i really did um, Virginia
0: Tech five and two?
1: <laughs> well, two of their wins are FCS.
0: That's right. So yeah, they're four and two. I watched the Mark Berman video. Uh, he was very angry with with his coworker.
1: <laughs> Mark yeah, angry it's like a, what?
0: It's like a five minute video, and Mike Nazoliak of the Roanoke uh, paper is is trying to like talk about the game, and Mark just is not having it. He just was really unhappy that they played a second FCS school. So I feel like he should have taken a play a, a page out of uh, Andy Bitter's book and just kind of gone and sat in the stands and enjoyed it that way. But, well, but yeah, I mean, th- this game, we, we had this game going in the, in the press box before the white game started, and uh, everybody was just gathered around. First, it was computer monitors, and then we got the TVs turned, and it was just like how long can this thing go on? And it got cut off because the weight game started and this one was still going. And so I didn't even get to see the the two-point conversion turnover, the, the two-point conversion overtime stuff. I mean, that's just... <laughs> it was so great. Somebody oh in the God. press box, somebody in the press box awake said like, hey, isn't there a rule change where like the fourth or fifth overtime, you have to just start going for two? I was like, wait that's oh so they only go for two it's not you know it's not score a touchdown and go for two it's just two
1: i'm with you on that like i thought the same thing i thought that when they scored a touchdown they had to go for two i didn't know it was like a two-point conversion off and it just made my life but like this they don't have the the overtimes number here in the virginia tech scorebook so uh they started out each scoring a touchdown, I think. No, wait. Virginia Tech had a field goal, then Carolina had a field goal. Then they each got a touchdown. Then it went yeah. miss field goal, miss field goal, miss field goal, miss field goal. <laughs> just, and then they had the two-point conversion off, which t- Carolina missed two, Virginia Tech missed one, and then they scored their last one. It was just beautiful. I loved every second of it, and I didn't want it to end. I wanted them to stop, to not score two-point conversions forever. Um, <laughs> It was like the coastaliest of the coastal game. And the thing is, like the end of the game itself was actually super entertaining. Like it really was. It wasn't yeah. like a, it wasn't a derp fest or anything like that, but the overtime turned into that appropriately. And I, I just loved every second of it. I really did. It, Mac, Mac, Ice, and, Stone, Kicker.
0: Oh my God. I, yeah. You know, I, I, although, tweeted although something to be fair, like,
1: I don't believe in icing.
0: I do. I think that. When you're dealing, I think in the NFL, when you're dealing with a professional, it's not as much, but I think okay, when you're fair. dealing with a 20-year-old kid, uh, I think there's something to be said for making him take an extra 30 seconds to a minute to think about his kick.
1: That's fair. I think pro is more where I come in on this because I get annoyed by it and I feel like it almost never works, but but you're, you're probably right about college.
0: Yeah. And what, the... The Virginia Tech touchdown in overtime was a fourth down, like a fourth and, fourth and three, three or something. Yep. yep. And it was a one-handed catch by Damon Hazleton in the end zone.
1: Yes, it was a great catch and and actually great coverage. It was just a really good play.
0: <laughs> from the third string quarterback, if you want to throw that one in there. Oh,
1: and see, that's something we need to get to. Look, I mean, I'm not going to take too, for, from the North Carolina side of things. Obviously, Sam Howell looked really good most of the time. He, he had some freshman moments, as he's going to do. But the kid's been pretty unflappable all year. I'm not all that concerned about their offense or him. The defense was not great, but. You know, when you're down a couple guys in the secondary like they were and and got some banged up at some other spots, they don't have the depth for that right now. So I'm not I'm not going to kill them for that. And on the flip side of that, for me, hey, Justin Fuente, like speaking of weird quarterback decisions, I can kind of defend Dave Doran's decision to start Matt McKay. I don't know that I can do that with the Ryan Willis thing. And I just feel like there must be some big piece of information that we're missing about Ryan Willis versus Hendon Hooker and Quincy Patterson that... Like, like what am I missing? What are we must be missing something, right?
0: Yeah. I you know Ryan Willis is the third best quarterback on the team. And I I think I saw that Hendon Hooker had looked gimpy earlier, and then you call a quarterback run and he gets hurt again and, and is out for the game. It's like there, what's to be confused about? You you had a gimpy quarterback and you caught a quarterback run and now he's hurt. Yeah. His, and now you his, have to.
1: His leg bent very badly. Um, <laughs> I hope he's okay. Because um, he was, which, he was great.
0: Sucks, and, and, you know, I'm, you're from Greensboro. I have been around this area for a while. I root for Hendon Hooker because he's a Greensboro kid. Yeah. Because he's, he's a D-U-D-L-E-Y Panther.
1: <laughs> but, Dudley. Yay.
0: Dudley, Dudley, Dudley High. Um,
1: um, yeah, no, I, I it's I don't I just don't get it. Like I just genuinely don't understand it. And like I said like I've talked about, like we, we sometimes don't have all the information, but this is a guy that's been on your roster for a while that was your backup quarterback last year that you didn't let throw a pass at all until the Duke game this year. Like I just don't yeah. I, I, I want to defend it because I know there's a lot of times information we can't have, but I don't I just legit don't understand it and these guys are so much better at running what Fuente wants to run offensively.
0: Yeah, from from the opening game, Ryan Willis hasn't looked like he's the best quarterback for that team.
1: Even a lot of last year, frankly, but you kind of understood it because it's like this is a guy that's taking collegiate snaps, you know, and you got these other young kids that have some potential, but they're young, and you don't want to just throw them out there. But this season, it's just tough to defend. I just don't. I don't understand it.
0: Yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> We're gonna I guess we're gonna figure out a lot about Virginia Tech at some point. I mean
1: <laughs> I know nothing they, about them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they're, they're five and two, they have an off week and then they're at Notre Dame. So maybe we don't figure too much nope, out about them nope. until like the last the last four games when they host Wake and then have three games that I'm sure are gonna be coastal masterpieces with Georgia Tech Pitt and Virginia.
1: I mean, who would be surprised if they lost all three or won all three? I mean, i I don't I know think
0: I think it's equally likely they do either either one of those. they
1: are the I mean, they're the ultimate wheel of destiny team for me. And I even previewed the game this way this week with them and with North Carolina to a degree because they always seemingly play exactly to the level of their opponent. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like, well, at least that's consistent about Carolina, but Virginia Tech, I was like, I don't know. I got nothing. I got nothing yeah, for a, you.
0: <laughs> that's a prerequisite in the
1: coastal. Yeah, well, playing to the level, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, they, they, Carolina did take care of Georgia Tech relatively easily, but that was—that's literally the only game that's played out that way for them all season long. They could just as easily be like a one-win team as they could be a one-loss team. Or yeah. wait, am I doing that right? I guess I am. Or they could be. Undefe- no,
0: I mean, <laughs> their what's their margin? Of, their margin of defeat is two Not points much. in this crazy coastal game. Six to Wake, one to Clemson, and I think, was it three to App?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So they've they've lost four games and two of them to undefeated teams, one of them to a one-loss team, and then now this one to a...
1: A Shrug emoji. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: that's, that's pretty much the best way to describe the Hokies.
1: I mean, look. If they go with the, you know, with with Patterson the rest of the way, I certainly like them better than if they go back to Willis or, you know, assuming Hooker can get better um, physically, you know, I, if they stick yeah. with those guys and it looks like they're going to, then I like them way better offensively. I mean, it just changes so much of what they can do offensively. But I don't understand why it took him as long as he did to sort of realize that that was needed. I don't know. It's whatever. I mean his, his only his job was on the line that's that's all you know <laughs> that's, what it's, that's what I don't get it's like you're on the hot seat dude like people are coming for you
0: yeah the, the, the grace period of 2016 is long gone
1: at least the least you can do is like throw your fans a bone by like trying some change you know mm-hmm. I don't know but you know Ugh. so now we get to Florida State Wake um, which was entertaining in its own right
0: <laughs> yeah Yeah, it was was a field goal game by one team and a just Cam Akers game by the other.
1: I love him so much. He deserves so much better than this.
0: I just – I'm going through my film review right now. I just put in there – I would – I would love to see him on Clemson, maybe just for one game, because he might be a more talented and more physically gifted runner than Etienne you, is. And I love Etienne, yeah. so that's painful to say. So
1: you will be happy to know that um, the early MVP of the ACC Network, Mark Richt, said almost exactly the same thing um, uh, in the uh, ACC Network studio, that he, th- he thinks Cam is is, wow. he's like, I love Travis Etienne. Or, you know, but I, I think if you put him behind that Clemson line, that he would do better than him. And that's no slight to Travis. Like, I just think that highly of Cam. Yeah. And I, I have to agree because right now he's playing behind an offensive line that's like, I think one Florida State fan I, I know called it a four peeps and one good player. I forget who the good one was. Um,
0: i know it wasn't the true freshman who came off the bus like skipping and came out onto the field and was like taunting wakes (sighs) and it was two and a half hours before the game like wakes players just are going through their their normal
1: stretching and stuff right
0: routine stretches and you know the the furthest wake player out is to like the thirty five on their own side, and this kid's at like the forty. Just, just you know, making it rain. that uh, probably sounded like the whitest thing ever, that's
1: but right. <laughs> well, like it's, it was such like Randy Shannon Miami era energy, and that's not a yeah. compliment at all.
0: They're they're just they do so much. More than they have to in all of the wrong ways. I mean, is it fair
1: to call them extra? They, I don't know if I'm using yeah, that right. Uh, I'm an old.
0: I uh, the, My girlfriend uses that, so I was hesitant to use it. But yeah, it's, that, I think that is about the definition of it. They just. Yeah. I don't know. They um, can't get
1: out of their own way. I
0: mean, no. And, and James Blackman looked fine. Like, I he, love him. He made some mistakes, but. It, it certainly is not his fault. It's it's the offensive line. It's uh good Lord. They have some receivers that you look at and it's just like, and I don't, I don't know how wakes corners are supposed to match up with that. I mean, Tamori and Terry is so oh God, good. Yeah.
1: But, if but if they don't have time to get him the football, like it doesn't matter.
0: No. And you know, I would, I would be really curious to ask uh, a coach, if Florida state is pretty much the easiest team to out scheme in the league, at least from an offensive standpoint, if you just, the book on them just has to be stack the line and either, either blitz or just, you, can probably you know, get pressure without, Yeah. Blitz. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, they're just, they're not good, but they're,
1: I think for a while, it seemed like Kendall Bryles was doing a pretty good job of sort of scheming around the offensive line. And I mean, look, they Wake Mm -hmm. only got one sack. Obviously, I'm sure he was under pressure the whole rest of the night, though. And that's, by the way, Florida State people, that's part of why James Blackman is in there and not Alex Hornibrook. NC State sacked Alex Hornibrook, I think it was like eight times. (sighs) James Blackman is going to get away from pressure more than Alex Hornibrook can. That's, I mean, like, that's literally the reason. I don't know why we overcomplicate this. I know Alex Hornibrook can hit some throws that James Blackman probably can't, but you can't hit throws if you don't have time to make them.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's a lot better to have an incompletion after James Blackman scrambles around for a little bit after avoiding a rush than have an eight-yard sack uh, once a drive.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that, you know, that, that already puts you behind the chains. When you put yourself behind the chains, plenty with your like dumb penalties and everything else that they do.
0: Oh, man, yeah. They had uh, their first – I think their, their first drive, I think, had a false start and a hold. Um, no, they're just – they're individually talented. Their offensive line holds them back, and – the thing defensively for them, they're they're defensively talented too. Um,
1: they're playing better on that side of things, especially since Jim Levitt came to town. I think.
0: Yeah, um, Marvin Wilson, I think, is a defensive tackle who, I'm, who I was blanking on. But oh yeah, he's an incredible talent. Against Wake, the you know probably about the eighth play of the game, they lose their leading tackler and Hamza Nasruldeen. Yep. To a targeting call. So. That's going to affect some things.
1: Well, and like Wake has shown itself to be plenty dangerous offensively. Um, to let Wake have 424 yards is not that bad. It was 5.4 a play. That's nothing. That's not all that crazy to me. Um, I
0: That's 120 yards below Wake's average coming into the game.
1: Hey, Wake was 6 of 6 in the red zone. Do they get a bonus for that, you think?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if you with five field goals though
1: yeah yeah <laughs>
0: i mean nick skee was a good kicker but you really only felt good about one of those five field goals actually just being a field goal
1: so the biggest question i have for wake and yeah because like i the thing about Wake is I'm not worried about their offense. They have the weapons. Um, they'll show up when they need to show up and they can score points. Their defense is the puzzle to me, Connor, because like I look at their yards per play aloud and it's just a puzzle that I can't quite figure out. <laughs> like, like it is all over the map, man. Like what why what, what, yeah. like Boston College 7.1, Louisville 7.5, Florida State five, you know, Carolina 4.97? Yeah. Like uh, what? Those are all to me like yeah. s- at least somewhat competent offenses, but those are pretty disparate results.
0: Yeah, Anthony Brown plays his best football against Wake. Yeah. Um, it, he did visit Wake uh, back like whatever it would have been four or five years ago. He might have a little bit of a vendetta for them not taking him over somebody else, but that's that's really. Uh, small grapes. Um, no, it, it's a wake defense that they're not the complete train wreck that they were in the first four games last right. year when they had to fire Jay Savell. But they're they're still not that good. They struggle with tackling. They don't have much depth. They actually played more players against Florida State on the defensive end than they had been the past couple of weeks because. Dave Clawson uh, trying to trying to think of what I've been told on and what I've been told <laughs> off the record. Basically, they they needed to get some more guys in on defense so that they wouldn't have uh, Justin Sternad and Nasir Greer and Asang Bassi and Boogie Basham all playing like eighty to ninety plays a game and wearing down. And that's where that's where you wind up with on Louisville's last real offensive play, Evan Conley takes a fourth-and-one run for 41 yards and a touchdown and puts that game further out of reach. Um, it's just stuff like that. They, they get worn down easily. Um, and and their senior corners uh, with the Sang Bassi and Amari Henderson have not had the good senior seasons that you kind of count on when you think of, oh, we've got – two senior corners that have been three-year starters. Asangbasi came into the year as a as one of the top I think three or four corners in the ACC. They just haven't had that type of senior season that you expect to have when you have a senior cornerback. And there's still time for them to have those type of seasons, but it just hasn't happened yet.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's 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 uh, it'll be interesting. They've got a lot of games that'll tell us one way or the other, and a lot of games that you just go okay, uh, like at Clemson, you just say whatever. Um,
0: yeah, and and they're gonna be they're gonna be really hurting on defense, I think. Um, you know we we might find out today. We might find out uh, as late as like next week on Tuesday when Clausen has his presser, but. You know, Justin Sternad went out of the game on Florida State's second drive in the third quarter and didn't come back in. And uh, I asked Dave about it after the game, and he said, we are very concerned, but they hadn't even had the MRI yet. That was yesterday. So for for him to say after a game that he's very concerned when they haven't even had the MRI, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of – I think you already kind of start planning for him to be out for the rest of the year. Um, And he's been, he's got 69 tackles in seven games. He's really, since the second half of last season, he has played at such a high level and he's, he's able to erase so many mistakes that they make on defense, which I know they, they don't have the stats, but Without Justin Sternet, it is a scary proposition for what that defense would look like.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's real not good, especially with some of what they've got coming up. Um, but all right, and I'll leave you. I'll leave everybody with this too. Y'all need to get on the uh, Sage Surratt train. Um, with everybody. get on the Surratt brothers train. Quite frankly, those dudes could both make first team All ACC, which is wild.
0: Chad, I guess Chaz got the twenty tackles. I saw where he had like sixteen yeah. or something. Yeah.
1: It's wild, like switching from quarterback to linebacker, playing the way he has. um, He's got so much natural ability. When he can, you know, the more coaching he gets, and like the more he really learns that spot. I mean, he's gonna be so scary. It's 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 unreal to watch how he's transitioned to that. And then Sage is just so so good.
0: Yeah, it's fun. Um, I uh, Brandy, their mom was out at a spring practice at Wake, and this was like. Uh, maybe only a couple weeks after uh, they had announced that Chaz was going to go to linebacker. And I had kind of heard of Brandy from uh, knowing Richard Walker who worked at, works down in Gastonia and has known that family forever. And I was kind of curious how she would feel about her son being moved to linebacker from quarterback. And so I kind of tiptoed my way up to broaching that with her and she freaking loved it. She was like, Oh, it's so good for Chaz. It's so good for Chaz. He's so physical. He's always been so physical. He just needs to get off a quarterback. And I was like, Oh, that is not where I expected this conversation to go, but all right. I guess Chaz are at linebackers. its going to happen. And at least mom feels good about it. So if mom feels good about it, then. Obviously, he can be an all-ACC player at it. That's
1: crazy. Well, as usual, mom was right. Um, It's a life lesson for all of us. Um, uh, He is Connor O'Neill. Connor, tell people where they can find you.
0: Uh, We got the Winston-Salem Journal online is journalnow.com. Don't type in WS Journal. I think that takes you to Wall Street Journal. and You won't find much about Wake Forest football there.
1: That's very true. Yes. And I, I tried to access your site when I was in England. And for some reason it was blocked. Um, But yeah. In the, in the Tottenham stadium. Yeah.
0: There's a Wake student uh, who studied abroad in Spain and I got a couple updates from her uh, throughout the first like month and a half of the season where she was like, oh, now she figured out a way to get around the the legal blockage. Very weird. It's
1: very strange. Yeah, Very strange bit of diplomacy. Um, I, I guess I don't internet, well, yes. cyber, international weirdness. I don't know. Um, you know,
0: I guess I guess we want to keep the hackers off of the Winston-Salem Journal yes. website as much as top
1: priority, of course.